fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. As I continue my attempt to preview the 2020 Major League Baseball season, I'm diving into prospects that might have some Dynasty League value in the next couple of seasons. I tend to use a one to two year timeline for Dynasty Leagues because, depending on how many minor leaguers you're allowed to keep, it can be a big ask to wait for four or five years for a player not just to reach the major leagues, but to get into a place where they can make a positive contribution that will matter to a fantasy owner. Fortunately, as we prepare for this, the world is blessed with many lists of top prospects. And MLB.com and Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, and Keith Law for The Athletic, to name a few. And that's a good starting point for players that generally you probably haven't seen play yet. I've touched on some of these principles in previous podcasts, but here are a few general strategies that I have related to picking prospects for fantasy baseball. First, I don't care about fielding, or at least I don't care about it any more than how it relates to whether a player will get playing time or not. One thing to keep in mind when going through those prospect lists is that those projections are for a player's overall value, and that includes defense. And fantasy owners are generally not concerned with a player's defensive ability unless it affects the player's ability to get uh, regular playing time in a major league lineup. So when it comes to hitters, production obviously matters. I don't like the idea of investing in someone who hasn't shown that they can hit in the minors. There are enough hurdles to overcome on the way to making it as a fantasy-relevant position player uh, that it doesn't make a lot of sense to go after a bat that qualifies as a maybe. When it comes to non-fantasy stats that I look at, uh, walk-to-strikeout rate is a, uh, ratio is a pretty useful guide. I tend to worry about hitters that strike out too much in the minors uh, and don't walk because if they're striking out uh, that much against minor league pitching, uh, I can't really project them doing much better against major league pitching. Uh, conversely, those hitters that walk more than they strike out They don't appear to be overmatched at their current level, which makes it a little easier to project them moving up and having success. As for pitchers, strikeout-walk ratio is certainly important and can offer more insight uh, beyond just ERA and WHIP. Just as hitters can show a mature approach generating more walks, pitchers that are able to miss more bats and generate strikeouts, the ones that can do that consistently are easier to project moving up the ladder. Uh, Another concern when it comes to investing in prospects for dynasty leagues is how they will produce when they're called up to the major leagues. When a prized hitter makes the the bigs, they're often expected to play regularly and maybe thrust into a middle-of-the-order spot. If they're good enough to get called up, the team is going to want them to play regularly rather than sporadically. And sometimes hitters of that that caliber end up spending uh, a little bit longer in, in the minors while they wait for the spot to, to open up in the, in the major leagues for them to get an everyday job uh, because they, they don't want to have them, you know, pinch hitting and, and playing uh, inconsistently when, you know, you need to get your reps and, and get those at bats. So a lot of times when a big bat uh, gets called up, uh, they're going to play and, and play a lot. Uh, at the same time, a premier pitcher, teams tend to, to monitor those workloads and they're dependent on how many innings pitched they've had in the minors uh, in seasons past, and teams tend not to to throw rookie pitchers out for 30-plus starts. And so generally, it's difficult for a rookie pitcher to be an impact performer over the course of a whole season. Uh, and that can make it more challenging for you to find value at that position, uh, unless you're, you're a dynasty league team and you're not contending. And so if you add a pitcher when your team isn't contending, maybe the, their lack of workload isn't a big deal because you're playing for the future. Or maybe it's better for you to 
to add pitchers uh, once they've established that they're going to get a regular turn in the rotation. One more factor I take into account is age relative to the level of play. Obviously, younger is better. There's more upside and greater potential for the future. And if if a younger player happens to hit a roadblock uh, somewhere along the way, that's not as concerning as, as you know a guy who's approaching his mid twenties, who who is still maybe in double A, hasn't advanced uh, very quickly uh, because you start to run out of time uh, to be a real quality prospect. And so uh, the younger player just has more time to get their career path on the right track uh, if there happen to be any struggles at any point. And, and especially if they've moved up quickly, you know, it, it allows them, uh, I guess, a little more breathing room uh, to still be considered a top prospect. And, wh- and while I say my tendency is towards players um, that are, are younger, uh, at the same time, my, my tendency when looking for Dynasty League prospects is to look for guys who are in AA and AAA primarily. Um, because they're closer to to the major leagues. You know, maybe players who are in A-ball or high A-ball, you know, maybe they're within striking distance, you know, after uh, another solid season in the minors, they could be knocking on the door. And and so that, you you keep them in mind as well. But you you have to consider that when you're playing uh, for dynasty leagues and fantasy, that, you you know, if you're grabbing, say, some 17-year-old, uh, it's going to take some time for even the best of those players to to reach the majors, and uh, sometimes sometimes that that can be an excruciating wait. I'm sure it's an excruciating wait for uh, for real major league teams, but for your fantasy team uh, to have have a player like that sort of sit on the sidelines for you for four or five years can be uh, a lot to ask. Uh, and particularly because we're doing this, we're scouting by numbers. Uh, you know, we have, we, we don't all have, uh, armies of scouts going out and, uh, analyzing these teenagers, uh, to see what, what kind of long-term potential they have. You have to look at their production in the minors or, or even, you know, if you have players coming out of college, you can look at what their college numbers are like. But, um, anyway, and the use of prospects, uh, isn't going to be limited to what they can do statistically for your team, uh, they can also be valuable commodities as trade chips. If you're a contender, uh, you can you can move uh, a highly touted prospect, and, and in doing so, you avoid some of the risk uh, that comes uh, just the nature of a prospect is that there's uncertainty, and and so you can avoid that risk and, and maybe get more immediate help. Now, ultimately, it might cost you. You don't end up with a homegrown player, which uh, which in auction leagues could could be relatively inexpensive. Uh, in order to keep around and would help you against the salary cap. But you, as I said, you're, you're avoiding the uncertainty uh, that comes with prospects. And so uh, just keep some of those things in mind uh, when you're looking at prospects for dynasty leagues. Um, and a reminder, uh, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. So today uh, we'll continue looking at dynasty league prospects. I've gone through the American League East, American League Central, Uh, Today, we move to the American League West, uh, starting with the Houston Astros. And I'm going to go with outfielder Kyle Tucker, uh, the fifth pick uh, in the 2015 draft. Tucker has had 72 plate appearances for the Astros in each of the past two seasons. Two years ago, he hit 141. Last year, he hit 269, and 10 of his 18 hits went for extra bases. He's still looking for a regular spot in the Houston lineup, but the 23-year-old is knocking on the door and could be productive right away. In 998 plate appearances at AAA, he 
has 58 home runs and 50 stolen bases, hitting 297 with a 946 OPS, an indication that he should be a productive bat when he gets his chance in the major leagues. Another Astros prospect, right-handed pitcher Jose Urquidy. In 41 innings for the Astros last season, 24-year-old right-hander had a 3.95 ERA, which is okay, and a 1.10 whip, which is pretty good, striking out 40 in 41 innings. That was a strong enough showing that Arkady has an inside track on a spot in the rotation for 2020, which he would presumably have when baseball return, returns, presuming that it does. Uh, another right-handed pitcher for the Astros is Forrest Whitley. Now, Whitley's an interesting case. 2016 first-round pick, He's been a top prospect for a few seasons, uh, but his 2019 season was, you know, to put it nicely, it was uneven. Uh, 59 and two-thirds innings across four levels of the minors, Whitley still finished with a 7.99 ERA and 1.73 whip. He did strike out 86, which is impressive. Uh, His 44 walks was less impressive. Uh, In 59 and two-thirds innings, it counts as a really, it's a small sample. We can't, can't generate a whole lot of information out of that, but you know, the numbers are what they are, and certainly you would rather have better numbers out of Forrest Whitley than, than what he provided. And so there, there's raw talent there, but I would need to have a lot of room uh, to stash minor leaguers if I was going to invest a spot uh, in Forrest Whitley right now. Uh, one more for the Astros uh, is 23-year-old infielder Abraham Toro. He was a fifth-round pick in 2016, and he doesn't have an easy path into the Astros lineup, uh, being that he plays third base and second base, uh, currently occupied by Alex Bregman and uh, Jose Altuve. But uh, Toro did earn a promotion to Houston last season uh, after hitting 17 home runs and a 324 batting average and 938 OPS in 514 plate appearances between double and triple A. Uh, maybe his future will be with another organization, uh, but Toro could be major league ready very soon. Next, we're going to check in on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. All right, I'm Scott Cullen, and Locked On Fantasy Baseball continues a look at American League West Dynasty League prospects, continuing in Anaheim. With outfielder Joe Adele, 10th pick in the 2017 draft, 21-year-old outfielder is one of the top prospects in all of baseball, according to virtually all of the rankings. He was on an accelerated timeline, and then last season when he got promoted to AAA, finished with zero home runs in 27 games, an indication that maybe he needs a little bit further seasoning before he's really ready be an everyday player in the majors. Certainly the long-term upside makes Adele worth uh, grabbing for dynasty leagues, but you know that might take uh, some time before you, you get your kind of full reward uh, for investing in him. Uh, another Angels outfielder, Brandon Marsh, was a second-round pick in 2016, 22-year-old who played most of last season in AA. And, and in AA, he hit 300 with an 811 OPS, uh, stole 19 or 19 bases. Uh, the challenge for any Angels outfield prospect is going to be finding a place to fit in the lineup, particularly if Adele is first in line for, for a vacancy and Trout has center on lockdown for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's not necessarily an easy thing for outfield prospects on the Angels to, to crack the lineup. Another outfield prospect for them, though, is Jordan Adams, first-round pick in 2018. Uh, he has potential, but will probably take some time to, to reach the majors. Uh, he was in A-ball in 2019, and the 20-year-old didn't really dominate there. He had a 703 OPS, uh, so he might have a long-term future in the majors, but it's really too soon to get excited about what he, he could provide for fantasy owners. 
so I would probably avoid him. Uh, now let's move to Texas, uh, where the Rangers have some okay prospects, uh, but they come with a little more risk. Uh, third baseman, Josh Young, uh, the, was the eighth pick in the 2019 draft and played A-ball after uh, getting drafted last summer, hit 287 uh, with a 752 OPS there, uh, but just one home run in 40 games. If his power develops, he could be worth having long-term, but there's there's some uncertainty there that the, you don't have to have kind of a big rush to go get young right now. Uh, catcher Sam Huff, a uh, 22-year-old who mashed 28 home runs across two levels of A-ball last season. Uh, he may still be a few years away, uh, but a catcher who can hit uh, definitely has fantasy value, and certainly if Huff uh, can build on uh, the season he had in 2019, uh, he would be uh, interesting as, as a long-term play. Uh, and then another Rangers uh, hitter is outfielder Leody Tavares. 21-year-old still hasn't hit a ton in the minors. He hit 279 last season, but only had a 719 OPS. Uh, finishing the season in Double A though, uh, and and he did steal 32 bases. And so the question uh, becomes whether he can contribute more consistently with the bat, or if he's just going to hit a little bit and steal some bases. And I mean, there, there's value to a guy who can steal you bases, uh, but certainly there's more value if he can uh, hit consistently as well. Uh, one more Rangers prospect infielder uh, and sometimes outfielder Nick Solak. A 25-year-old did hit 27 home runs and had an 894 OPS at AAA last season, uh, then added five home runs and 135 plate appearances for the Rangers. Uh, At his age, as I said, Solak's 25. Uh, There may not be a long climb to get to his peak, but he should be considered uh, as an option because he can provide immediate help. Uh, He he should have a regular spot uh, at third base for the Rangers this year, and if not, he has some versatility in that he can play uh, multiple positions and, and can find his way into the lineup. And so uh, maybe Solak doesn't have the, the ceiling of some other prospects, uh, but could offer more immediate help. Uh, moving on from the Rangers, let's take a look at the Oakland A's. Uh, starting with left-handed pitcher Jesus Luzardo, uh, acquired from the Nationals in 2017 as part of the, uh, the deal sending relievers Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen to Washington. Uh, Luzardo is a 22-year-old lefty, got a taste of big league action last season, pitching a dozen innings, striking out 16. The issue with Luzardo is how durable he can be. He pitched just 43 innings in the minors last season, had a career-high 109 and one-third innings the year before. Can Luzardo take his success to this point in the minors and have that translate to a a regular spot in, in a major league rotation that would have him pitching, I don't know, 150 or 175 innings? Uh, that kind of remains to be seen. Now, been effective enough that you're willing to take that risk and, and you would certainly want him uh, as a dynasty league prospect, but at the same time, you have to be aware that there is some risk. And if if he's not particularly durable and, and maybe the, the A's would end up deciding that his, his best use is in the bullpen, you know, that, that suddenly uh, limits his appeal, particularly if he's in the bullpen and not getting saves. So... Just something to keep in mind about Jesus Luzardo, uh, who could be uh, a great pitching prospect, but uh, we need to see him stay healthy for that all to, to pan out. Uh, for the A's catcher, Sean Murphy, was a third-round pick in 2016. Uh, he hit four home runs and 60 plate appearances for, for Oakland last season and is a power-hitting catcher who could be great defensively. Um, remember, I don't care much about defense, but if it adds incentive to have Murphy in the lineup more often, 
um, then maybe there will be a chance for him to play enough uh, to have fantasy relevance. Uh, that the power that he has shown, um, if you combine that with you know maybe uh, a team that wants him to play 120 or 130 games because he's really good defensively, uh, then you know there's a better chance for him to offer fantasy value. Uh, AJ Puck, uh, the right-handed pitcher, was a first-round pick in 2016, uh, and he helped the bullpen of the A's in late 2019, struck out 13 and 11 to third innings uh, after getting called up. And he's already recovered from a Tommy John surgery, but it may take some time uh, to get his endurance built up as a starter, um, given you know that last season was relatively short and <laughs> the 2020 season is uh, up in the air. Uh, so if it can be done, though, Puck has enough potential to be a, a high-quality starter and is probably close enough to getting his chance to fill that role. Um, get the way uh, spring training was going, it kind of looked like he was going to end up with a spot in the Oakland rotation. And, uh, the, you know, maybe the, the early results may not be ideal for fantasy owners. I don't know that he's Puck is necessarily ready to uh, be an impact pitcher, uh, but, you know, a year or two from now, uh, you might start to see some real results. And finally, uh, promises to be a tough season uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, of course, with the assumption there will be a season. And maybe, maybe we don't need to make that assumption, but let, let's do that for now. Uh, but the Mariners do have some interesting prospects, uh, starting with outfielder Jared Kalenic. Uh, the sixth pick in the 2018 draft, he was acquired from the Mets in the deal to send Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano to New York. Uh, Kalenic played 117 games, across three levels, uh, topping out at double-A last season, finished with 23 home runs, 20 steals. He hit 291 with a 904 OPS. In a normal season, uh, he might have been expected to make an appearance in Seattle late in 2020, but given uh, how the uh, the uncertainty has uh, hanging over the 2020 Major League Baseball season, uh, Kellenick may have to wait until 2021 uh, before he gets a real crack in the big leagues. Another outfielder for the Mariners is Julio Rodriguez. Uh, and I don't typically go for uh, for teenage prospects, but Rodriguez may not be that far off. He's a 19-year-old who made it to high A uh, ball last season, hit 326, uh, and had a dozen home runs and 326 plate appearances. Uh, as he matures, uh, the power does figure to come along too. So it's not a reach to consider Rodriguez for dynasty leagues, uh, if you can wait a couple of seasons for him to, to really arrive. Right-handed pitcher Logan Gilbert uh, was a first-round pick in 2018 and made it up to double-A last season. Uh, overall, he had a 2.13 ERA and a 0.95 whip, striking out 165 and 135 innings through three levels for the Mariners. Uh, he will turn 23 before baseball starts up again uh, with an early May birthday. And a strong 2020 uh, could have Logan Gilbert uh, pushing for a spot uh, in the Mariners' rotation in 2021. Uh, first baseman Evan White was a first-round pick in 2017. Uh, and White is solid, but maybe not spectacular. Expected to be the Mariners' starting first baseman this season. Uh, after hitting 18 home runs with a 292 batting average and 838 OPS and 400 plate appearances at AA last season. Like I said, it's solid. Could very easily... Uh, mature into uh, a productive hitter at a corner infield spot. Uh, but at, at the moment, you know, heading into the 2020 season, White isn't 
really a, a high-end option at first base for sure, and even as a corner infielder, uh, he's probably a, a lower-end option for you. Uh, but if you're looking at Dynasty League and, and looking at you know what he might produce a year, two years down the road, uh, maybe there's a little more upside uh, to be explored. So anyway, that, that will cover the American League West. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of days continuing uh, this series uh, with Dynasty Prospects in the National League East. So send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for fantasy news and analysis.